the seals, the Americans, the North Stars. Who's gonna stall? Who will go far and earn the keg? Who's gonna earn the keg? We'll find out in time. Give us a holler on the whoop line. Got some echoing there. I don't know yeah, if that's that uh, that's the remix, actually. That's the remix or computer. Uh, let's see, that's better. So uh, I think we're uh, good. So Monday Night Lights podcast, Brian Piercy back again. This time with Mr. Joey Brennan, Cam, and Pistol Pete is back for a second time in a row. Couldn't keep you away, huh? Well, I saw two whalers on a damn podcast. I might as well protect the North Stars over here. Looks like you brought a notepad, too. So I think we're in for a good one. Yeah, I, think I brought so, a notepad yeah. last week, too. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone comes prepared. We appreciate that over yeah, here. I'm old squad. I don't know how to use this fandangled technology <laughs> to write my notes down. But uh, yeah, as always, give us a call on the Whoop line, 714-75-WHOOP. Uh, email the show, podcast at mnlhl.com. Follow and subscribe to us on Twitch. Like Users like Dougie Fresh, he's uh, six months in. He's on a three-month streak as well. Um, so if you have those re-ups every uh, 30 days, make sure you get in there. All it is is pressing a button. So as always, if you're interested in coming on the show, just send us a message. We have the form in the podcast tab at stats at MNL, mnlhl.com or just send me a message and we'll find you a date of when you're available and we'll get you on the show. So uh, we don't really have any news rumors, so I thought we'd kind of go back first topic on the show and kind of just review the trades that happened and see what happened on the team. So we all know there was uh, two trades. Uh, we had Mr. Pistol Pete. He was one of the people. We had the North Stars. And the Deeks have a trade. I think it was you and Geo. Geo got traded for Cuttingham and the Judge. And then there was also the second trade that all happened kind of in a combination of, let's see, Hedis, Hedis, Hedis Laugh and Crunk. And, Crunk, and yes. then you guys got in return. You guys got Riley and, and Ellis. Ellis. Yeah. Uh, I also believe, let's not forget there, that at that same time, or maybe the game before, Suits got hurt. Right. So that's kind of when Hollywood came in as well. So Yeah, rumor has it that uh, Ty may have uh, busted suit, uh, suits his hip just to get Doc. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a good player. I think we'll kind of address a little bit of that lately. But suits I just, was skating, though, on, uh, yeah, I heard. on uh, Sunday. So he's looking pretty pretty good out there. I so think I think Cone busted him up pretty rumor good, had though, it but from Troy. He said he uh, could be back for playoffs. So. Oh, so he was skating at the Sunday skate then. Yeah, he's going pretty hard, too. Unless they bust my hip. Yeah, you never know. So um, the backup for the backups backup. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how the I don't know how the autos would feel about that, but I you know it'd be nice to have suits back. You know, obviously he paid his fees, so yeah. it's more than his right to kind of come back on that. But just taking a quick look over here, we actually had uh, five games before the trade. The North Stars were two two and one overtime win, eight points. Tigers had seven points in those five games. Nordiques had four points. So Nordiques were kind of at a low. North Stars and Tigers were, they were right there neck and neck. But coming out of that trade since then, we've had five games each. North Stars have had 14 points since that trade, followed Should've by 15. Yeah. Eh, maybe somewhere down the line, yeah. but followed by the Tigers, seven <laughs> points. So they're actually staying the same as they were before. A uh, big thank you to Mr. Brennan J. Uh, was that 15 on his fourth month with Amazon Prime for us as well? So. Always like to thank the fans. And then the Nordiques, they've only had two points since that trade as well. So that's tough. So I think it's, I'm going to say it's kind of <laughs> clear of 
who won the trade. I guess the big question in my mind is, is it just the Nordique trade that kind of uh, set the North Stars up, or is it the combination? Because really, the Tigers, seven points to seven points. They haven't really, their momentum has been the same. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I think okay. So obviously, in the Nordique and then the Nordiques, uh, stars trade. The stars won that trade. I mean, I hate doing it talking about myself. We all know I'm such a humble type of guy, but uh, you know, I mean, on that one, I think the the steal was getting you know me for Judge. I think. I mean, anytime you trade a forward for a defenseman, I kind of feel that you win if you get the the, the forward, especially if they're kind of like. That's an odd one. Someone hit one of these poles. All right. That wasn't me. Might but have been anyways, Joey. I see yeah. a smile on his me. face. <laughs> that almost sounded kind of like... Da-da. Your time's up, Pete. I was just trying to <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know how it goes out. No, but, you know, I think in, in the case of Judge and myself, I mean, we're kind of similar draft uh, positions. I mean, I don't know if I... You know, I mean, in the talk earlier, should I, should I have been a first rounder, or second round, or whatever? But I think when you trade a defenseman to a forward, I think you kind of win if you go for the forward on that one, especially if they're... You know, high motor guys, high energy guys. I mean, if they're top end talents, I think you'll win with the forward. I mean, especially if the guy knows how to play, you know, both sides of the rink. I mean, he kind of gives you that defensive prowess and he's got that offensive potential too. I mean, the the, the cunning oh the Cunningham and the Geo part of it, I don't know if you could say it's a wash. I think, you know, Geo's a really good player, Cunningham's a really good player. They both got speed on their side. So on that one, I don't know. Uh, I say Gino can score more goals than Cunningham, though. Right. Again, it's kind of like, it's kind of a wash. I mean, right now I think Gio's taking the is taking the steps above uh, Cunningham on that one. So, but I mean, again, it's you know we still got a few games left in the season. I was gonna bring up uh, with that trade, how many goals have you and Gio scored together? Oh, that's yeah. that's that's how you guys benefited from, or right. that's how the Stars benefited from the trade. So, I'm trying to think. I think in the last three games, okay, so the last four games, I have 10 points, I think. Maybe 10 or so Breaking points. Breaking down brick walls, apparently. No, but I mean, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think, because I know I had, like, the three, three, uh, two weeks ago, then I had, like, like one, uh, the game before that, and I may have had one coming right out of the trade. I can't remember. So, maybe four goals and, like, eight assists. I don't know what, what I've had, to be honest with you, but I know I've had a little bit of offensive spurt and i know geo with playing with doc he's had kind of a good offensive spurt too now to flip it on the tiger side that trade i don't want to say that you know the north stars won it yet and i don't want to say the tigers haven't done anything because it's, i i kind of think like you you put a new goalie in the system and i think riley has really benefited from us so we're trying to play defense in front of them i think you know our defensive core has been playing really well we're allowing riley to see the shots uh, for the most part um, and we're getting rid of that second shot, right? He's making the first save, and we're clearing the rebound as quick as we can. Um, and then Hedis is Hedis, right? I mean, you, he has his ups and downs. It depends on what mood he's in, what jacket he's wearing, you know, who's he complaining about, what ref he's complaining about. But, I mean, Hedis is a pretty good goalie, too. And then, you know, then the other one was, what, Crunk and uh, Ellis. Again, similar type of players. One might give you a little bit more you know, on the offensive side than the other, but, again, similar type of players, and, with the Tigers, I mean, they already have a good squad, and they just added to it. It might just take a few games here before playoffs for them to really start, you know, picking up steam. I mean, you know, that's yeah. the kind of thing you. Worry I would, about. I would say for the Tigers side, the big thing on that trade so far is actually that's been a, I think Riley's been a nice surprise for the North Stars on there. They knew they were getting kind of a little extra offensive punch with an Ellis, probably uh, you know, with that upgrade, I'd say from a Crunk to an or Ellis to a Crunk or. Mix that, flip that. But I don't think that was a surprise. I think Riley's been the key factor of a surprise there. Joey, on the other end, for the Nordiques, you guys went from four points to two points. 
we've talked about before how scoring's king. You guys, you know, Judge can play both ways. He's a good player. I think Cunningham's actually missed a couple games. I know there was a national championship game. His elbow was uh, beat up as well. What What are your thoughts so far with that trade? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess just going back to like, the North Stars side of it, you know, I know that the, the argument originally was, well, they sold out on defense to try to get the extra punch, and clearly it hasn't bit them. So, I mean, you know, time will tell with that one. We'll see how it goes in a playoff series when they're against another tough team. But so far, it's it's been good for them. Yeah, on the Nordique side, I mean, I, I know what Panny was going for with the trade. I mean, I know what he's trying to do. He was trying to get some more versatility in the lineup because, I mean, that's kind of been one of the, the talks I've heard you say on the podcast a few times that the Nordiques have kind of have a locked-in lineup the way he drafted the team. So I think he was trying to just kind of get some versatility there because he knew that he could put Cunningham or Judge to play forward or D. But, I mean, clearly it hasn't really worked out. I mean, at the time I was a little apprehensive of the trade you know i just i hate i mean i you know i, I don't like to talk great about pete because he's sitting right there and i know his his head's pretty small and nah, he's a little bigger off but, the ice off but, the ice know, i'm a level-headed guy we're good oh but you know like i hate giving up a real dynamic player like pete that could just kind of make stuff happen you know i don't really necessarily feel like you have that with judge i mean judge is a good he's a good player and he, he fits in in a lineup but you can't kind of stick him on a line and expect him to carry it whereas you can kind of do that with pete you know yeah, and uh, then real quick too, just like to thank Ashley with her uh, Amazon Amazon Prime or Twitch Prime subscription. We always appreciate that as well. So thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, that that is tough. I mean, I thought Cunningham yesterday. We'll get to a little bit more. He seemed like a man on the mission, carrying the puck, going up and down the ice. But at the same time, when you're not putting it in the net, mm. I mean, I guess the question for you is: you guys were near near that bottom two in the standings, anyways. You had four points in your last five games. Is it better just to make a move to try to make something happen or to sit pat and kind of just see where you go? You know, I mean, I don't really like to look at like the past and be like, what if? But I I personally probably wouldn't have made the move. You know, to me, I would have wanted to add an extra player to that. Right. Like we moved two top pieces. I would have liked to see something happen further down in the lineup to try to kind of actually make a difference because we kind of just traded two pieces for two pieces, you know, Um. You know, being at the bottom here now, I mean, we got a we got a ways to fight to stay in, and then if we do stay in, we still got to win the the uh, wild card game or whatever. But at the same time, though, you guys have not been dominated at all. I would say in games, you guys are competitive. So as long as you make the playoffs, I still think anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, we just got to figure out our our game a little bit. I mean, if you watch us, it's it's just really like a like a single punch every single time. There's no there's no second punch. There's no zone offense it's just kind of like somebody gets it takes it up the ice tries to score a goal and then it's coming back the other way it's you know spurts, right it's we need spurts. to get that sort of team offense going and start moving the puck around a little bit better if we could do that then yeah i think we got a decent shot yeah, yeah. just be careful about saying anything to panny i try to give him suggestions next thing you know i'm traded no, it's too late trade deadlines passed <laughs> i mean, know i know well for next year uh, he's, a, he's a keg winning gm so who are you to tell him what to do? Nobody. Either way, moving on to the, <laughs> the uh, pick'em standings. We're not going to go over this too long. Currently, we have three weeks left. It's really just a two-man race right now for that winning. Dylan's currently in the lead with 43 points. Troy, uh, second place with 40 points. If you want to see those full standings, go to pick'em.mnlhl.com. Troy might be winning his own prize. I, I don't know. So <laughs> there's, uh, a re- there's a secret motivation, I believe. I don't believe there is a prize. I think the prize is made up, which is why if Troy wins it, it's you know a wash for him. 
It's well, going to be one of those last minute Christmas gift type deal. He's going to have to go out and get something. Uh, that that is fair, um, Troy. I can be bought to kind of smooth, you know, massage those standings a little bit, just to let you know. But uh, let's move on to the games. Uh, first game of the night was the Americans versus the Nordiques. We had the Americans winning this one two one matchup. Uh, before I'm going to turn it over to Joey for a summary of the game, but before that. A lot of people thought the Nordiques had this one lined up. They had a couple subs. They were able to bring in Fister and Pellet as subs. And the Americans had a couple of late sub downs with Star and Sips being late scratches and having to bring Graham and Whoopin as those subs. So, Joey, give us a rundown of this game. Yeah, I don't know if I'd really call Whoop a sub down because all it really meant is that Proctor was on the ice 95% of the time. <laughs> Whoop was just taking 15-second shifts and putting Proctor back on the ice. So so I'd probably call that a sub up in reality. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, that was a heartbreaker of a game, honestly. I mean, I thought the play was pretty even going back and forth. Fister did a good job for us. Pella did a good job for us. Um, the first goal, I think, it was just a real, like, it was just a like a bumblefuck where I went to grab the puck and Cone went to kind of grab the puck and then... Slid right under him. Yeah, I just, I, I held my stick for a little bit too long and I think Graham, I think it was Graham actually just kind of slapped my stick and the puck went five hole on Cone. I think I scored. He scored the goal off my stick, so it was, you know. And that stick survived. That stick survived. Yeah, no, it's a new stick, so I, I, I had to keep that one alive for another <laughs> couple of weeks, anyways. And then the second one was just, you know, we just had a, a lapse on defense, and Proctor came in and scored a goal. So it just two mistakes, and we lost the game. But I mean, on the other side of it, we also only scored one goal. So yeah, I believe that second goal, Proctor leaked through for a breakaway, which with him, it, it's tough because he's looking for that. He just needs essentially a half a stride, and there's not a lot of people when he actually puts his mind to it that are going to keep up with him, especially on the yeah. defensive side. So, I it's mean, going to happen once a game. Right? It consistently happens throughout the game. Uh, Cam, I mean, this was the first game of the night. Did you get to watch much I of it? I did. Yeah, I showed up uh, right at Puck Drop. Um, watched first and second. Uh, watched um, one and one go in, um, both goalies. Uh, I thought Cohen played really well. I think there was a lot of chances. And then I didn't see the second goal, so <clears throat> I don't know how that game ended. I started getting ready. Um, it looked like pretty fair play. I, I think Woodsy like got really hurt or something. I don't know what happened. Uh, I just I just all of a sudden see him skate over the bench and kind of like fall over. Um, so I don't know. Status. He threw something on Slack saying he's okay. So um, Cohen played solid, I thought. Uh, maybe that little mishap that happened in the first – um uh the big question is saying are they gonna you know are are you guys ready to show up for next week <laughs> oh yeah we have some scenarios coming up yeah. i i watched the game i mean i thought the americans they didn't look like they were primed they didn't look like they were going all out they were just looking for that you know they were looking for that home run kind of breakaway stuff and i thought i, I thought cutting got lucky on one I don't know if it's. I'm not going to call it luck because that's what he does that's all the time. Oh, he yeah, leaks out. He got Antioch threw him that pass. He got behind the defense. It's so hard. That's the hard thing when you're playing against Proctor on defense as the Proctor stopper. You got to keep your head, <laughs> you know, on a swivel. You have to watch for him to leak out, yeah. and you have to essentially take down notes, everyone. <laughs> you have to essentially play on your heels all game and not worry about keeping the puck. And you have to give that stuff up a little extra to try to make sure. He's not going to get that breakaway because you know he's looking for it. On the other hand, with the Deeks, I thought Cuttingham, like I said before, played a really good game. I saw him going coast to coast with it, skating up with it. I saw a lot of things, and I wouldn't be able to do this either, where he's going up, he's 
making people commit to him. He's making nice passes over to like a breakout side and people were just not handling those passes great, which kind of slowed you guys down as well. So I think the movement of the puck with the Deeks hurt a lot with trying to get that movement going, but then not actually handling it and moving it around great. Yeah, I yeah. think that's our biggest problem is just moving the puck. Probably. Right, and as we talk about, I mean, we had that discussion in the room when before prior to trade about moving the puck, getting the puck moving. I mean, that's a, it's very under. I mean, I don't want to say undervalued, but it's that puck doesn't move fast enough. You, you, you're you're shooting yourself in the foot. I mean, you're giving cha- teams a chance to set up, a chance to see what you're going to do, who's moving where. If that puck's not moving, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself on the wrong end a lot of times. But, you know, again, it goes to what we said last week, though, with the Deeks. They have a chance to close this out for themselves, and they keep sh- they cannot finish. Oh, right? Man, so many times. I mean, like last week, the, uh, yesterday's game. I mean, you saw the, you know, the Americans were not on their best game. They were not in their best form. They looked vulnerable. I think you guys were subbing up with, uh, you know, with Fister and Pellet. And, again, you, you Guys should have taken advantage of that. And, you know, again, spurts, a couple good shots here and there. But those are the type of games when you have those opportunities, you you know, we got to take advantage of them. I mean, that's all there is to it. Yeah, I mean, last week was a huge heartbreaker with the Whalers. I mean, that was that was a big deal. I mean, Piercy's obviously came out of the right end of that. But, you know, and then we had another chance this week. And then, you know, next week, if we don't beat the Ducks, I mean, that's it. So. I mean, yeah, I've actually later on when we talk about standings and scenarios, I've kind of broke through most of the scenarios. So I actually have a lot of useful stats, but uh, let's move on to the next game. I don't know how much we're going to be able to cover this because unfortunately I wasn't able to get anybody for this game, but we had the Golden Seals uh, versus the Tigers. The Seals won uh, three to one. From what I heard, I think there was an empty netter at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, Joey, were you able to see any of this game? I know you, uh, since you had the 9 o'clock game, I don't know if you if you stuck around, if you watched any uh, in between. Like, did you see much in this game? I just watched, like, about the, like, most of the first period. I had a duck out. I had a dog emergency, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I just saw the first little bit of it. I think I saw the Seals get their first goal, and that was kind of about it, to be honest with you. How how was the pace of the game looking? How were things? Anything stuck out to you just in that short period of time? It looked like it was going pretty fast. The game was moving pretty well. I mean, as kind of expected between those two teams, they're both pretty pretty high-skilled teams. Yeah, and I mean, from what I heard, it sounded like it was a close game. Like I said, it's really hard for us to talk about this. Empty netter, 2-1 going down into the end. So once again, it's always nice to see tight games going on in Monday Night Lights. Three losses in a row for the Tigers. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's tough. And I think Matt Taylor has been at all of them, maybe. I don't know if he was there last night. I didn't see him, at least. I don't know if he was on the ice. You can usually tell by the Yermer Yager hair. But. I, I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> I don't remember in uh, Troy's sub guide seeing anybody subbing for him. And I think you would have heard about I think he was him. there. I, th- I, I, I think he was there. I believe so, too, because if not, I would assume at least Sugar would have gotten the first call. I don't remember seeing him there right. beforehand. Maybe they're making him sandbag before playoffs well, or something. sandbag, but I think it comes down, <laughs> I think it comes down to uh, something more simple than that. I think it comes down to, hey, Matt Taylor has the puck. You got two guys just watching him as opposed to skating with them and getting open. Right. You see that a lot. You know, you see when, when you have some of the guys, uh, some of these first-round guys carry the puck, too many guys sit still and just wait and hope for the mm-hmm. best that they're going to do all the work and – Sorry. Yeah. Those, those situations can be tough, too, if you're one of those benders yeah. on the ice, too, because sometimes, at least I've been in a situation like that, is 
you don't get the pet, you don't get the puck ninety percent of the time, ninety five percent of the time, even when you feel like you're in a position too. Yeah. You don't necessarily care, but then that one time you get fed and you might miss the puck, and you're just like, why? Why do you think I was expecting that? Why do you think I'd be ready for that puck? I was looking to go to the net for a rebound or yeah. something else. And depending on the person, then they give you flack about it, and you're like, well, that kind of sucks. No, they can go to hell. They're gonna give you flack about that shit. Only I can give flack about that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, it's all with love. Trust me. So this game, I think we'll have a little bit more to talk about. We have the Whalers versus the North Stars. Uh, North Stars pulled this out in a shootout, uh, 3-2. So, Pete, since you were on the winning end, let's have you start out with your thoughts on this game. All right. Well, um, everybody grab a cup of coffee. Nah, I already have, I already have some here. No. So, I mean, you know, the, to say the game, I think the first period, I, I think we can all agree that the first period, I, I don't think the Whalers were out there. It just seemed like we were. You guys definitely it. took it to us yeah. the first period. Uh, you know, and <clears throat> I think the conversation we had afterwards as North Stars is we want to play like that. I mean, that first period, we were flying. We were getting to all the pucks. We were using everybody on the ice. It was going to D back down low. I mean, we were getting shots. I think if it wasn't for Cam standing on his head on a few of them, I mean, the game could easily have been blown open early in the first. But Cam played fantastic. He played. He had a great game the whole way through. And, you know, so, I mean, the first pair, I think, ended with a 0-0, you know, uh, double goose eggs, no, nothing going on. And then this, in the... But in the uh, second period, we you got uh, the Whalers popped in the first one. We had that. Yeah, I think you had the Vinandi. goal from oh, Vinandi. Yeah, I mean from your from you, right? So yeah. I think the puck squared back to you. You took a nice slap shot. Now it was going about ten feet wide, but Vinande, um somehow stuck his stick out. I don't know if he put a chant on it or something, but he stuck his stick out, tipped it, pulled it back, and it just went right around Riley. I mean, it was an absolute gorgeous tip. The shot was perfect for the tip. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't head hunting. It wasn't right on the ice. You know, about, about knee high, it was perfect. Um, and then I think we put we tied it up. I got shorthanded. That was a shorthanded. Was a shorty. Trent, it was, it Trent was, turned it over uh, for to yeah. Geo for a breakaway. Yeah, and Geo had the nice little yeah. Geo got the breakaway, got that in there. And then Serta had a beautiful goal. I mean, I, I remember this one because I was on the ice. I was on the ice for both of them actually, but I remember this one because Troy had Serta now. Had in quotation marks. I mean, you know, we know that Troy wasn't going to catch, but he was in a good defensive position to um, agitate him, probably not let him get that shot off uh, as well as he wanted. But Troy, like, kind of stopped skating on the play, and he admittedly said, "Yeah, I kind of screwed that one up." Um, I had the position in the middle, and then we had our defenseman. But Serta was able, being on the left hand boards, right hand shot, was able to pull that puck back and get a better angle, open up the blade, better angle to the net, and just put it right over Riley's uh, left shoulder. Great shot. And then, you know, we were able to get the, the tying goal. Um, you, know, I th- you know, I think Souks, it went off, came from the point. I think Ty had, or Ty had the puck. He had a chance to score, kind of fumbled it, but then was able to make the play to Soukis. And Soukis took a nice little uh, shot and, you know, screenshot. I don't think Cam ever saw it, but it was in a perfect spot where hit the twine. And, you know, and there we go for the rest of the game now. You know, OT came and went, nothing exciting. I think Troy, myself, and Ellis kind of, uh, or no, Troy, myself, I don't know if it was Ellis or who was out there. I think it was Ellis. We kind of, no, we shit the bed pretty good on that first, like the first uh, three oh, on three. We almost gave you guys the game on the silver platter. We looked horrible. Yeah, and then, I, th- I thought the I thought OT we that we outplayed yeah, you guys you by quite a bit. And then you, you guys, what did it go, like four or five rounds for the four, shootout? I think it went to the four rounds. I think, yeah, four rounds. Wow. It went four rounds. Um, Geo, you know, um, Geo had the, hit the crossbar on the third one, and then uh, Ellis went five hole on camera and got it. But, I mean, you know, regardless of the 
the way it ended. I mean, we had a good goaltending battle. I think Cam played, you know, Cam had a fantastic game. He was making great saves. I mean, the shootout, he, you know, I mean, he, we had a post, but he was making, he made some really good shootout saves and uh, Riley stood on his head for a couple of them too. I mean, he looked solid in the shootout, didn't let nothing by him. And, you know, all in all, we both got a couple point. We got a point out of the game. So it wasn't, uh, you know, we got two, you guys got one. So that helps you guys out to keep that playoff. Uh, I think you guys are clinched or ready to clinch, I believe. We'll go over that in a few minutes. Yeah. But Cam, what are your thoughts on the game? Uh, <clears throat> like like Pete said, I mean, we got just pummeled in the first. <laughs> um, I, I was seeing the puck, so that was good for, you know, the Whalers. Uh, and then, you know, we um, got those two. Uh, they got that one. Um, shorthanded uh and then you know we go into the third and they you know um i don't know what happened i it got thrown up to the point we were trying to clear it out and i don't know if point to point went over to sukas and i i mean i wasn't able to, to see it and the next thing i know it's it's in the net so he made a good shot i mean yeah, i think it was I mean, top he, shelf you can't it's hard like, to, it's he hard like to popped get up the water oh, bottle right up, right and it landed yeah. in the net like like literally standing up. So I, I that was like the only thing I thought about it was cool about it at the time. But um. yeah, I would say, like you said, uh, North stars definitely dominated uh, the first period. After that, I think it was pretty even Yeah, I overall, think so too. maybe third period, slightly us, maybe not even, but I give you guys to... a second, to be honest with you. I think the second you guys kind of took it to us, you got that two to one lead. I think you guys kind of, I mean, I don't want to say. I think the game was a wash after the after the first. I think the game was a wash. I think it could have gone either way, yeah. and both goalies made the saves they had to make when they had to make them. And I think the goals that got scored were you know good goals. There was nothing really. Yeah, there was any weak. Them. Yeah, it wasn't really any weak goals. It was just a good fun game, game. Is fun game is always um, big thing. I think at least for us, and I think a lot of in the Whalers uh, locker room, and I don't think it's been brought up because at least I haven't had the experience. It's always hard to see is. Uh, we saw Doc Hollywood or Holiday. Yeah. Is it Hollywood? Hollywood? Hollywood. Yeah, makes me think of Michael J. Fox from that movie yeah, back in the yeah. day. He seems like more of a Doc Hollywood. It's we'll a little call bit him Holiday. Cool. Doc Holiday. There we go. A little Holiday gunslinger. seems a little cooler, you know. Okay, that's working. Uh, type yeah. of thing. <laughs> but anyways, Cam. And actually, in the locker room, I think came in a different opinion. But a lot of people thought he was a pretty good upgrade from Suits. But you thought otherwise, Cam. Yeah. So I thought. I'm with I Cam. think. I, I think Suits is a better player from a goaltender perspective, and that's what I kind of brought up last night when we were on the party deck. I'm like, uh, Suits is a very north to south, <coughs> as uh, Hollywood is a lot of east to west. And, you know, um, I I think Suits got a hat trick on hat trick on me in one of the games we played last. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't think Hollywood got a goal on me, so... I look at it from that standpoint as a threat level. I don't know um, how Holly, has Hollywood had any goals for you yeah, guys. Yeah, he has. He's got a few. I think he's. Got, I think he's got either four or five goals right now. Okay. On, for the would, amount of games he's played, I would say Suits is more of kind of that um, odd man break guy. You want to get him like almost, you know, right when you get out of the zone, he's able to get around defense. As where um, Hollywood, um, he can kind of move around in the zone and set up play. Brendan, have you got a chance to play against both of them? Is there any thoughts on your end on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of, trying to think back to Hollywood. I mean, I know I played Suits on Sunday just in the drop-in, but I'm trying to think back to when I played Doc. But 
I don't know. To me, it just suits the way he plays. He's he's more of like a seems like more of a drop in guy to me. Like he can kind of own a drop in game. He'll just kind of go around everybody and just do everything by himself. Whereas Hollywood, I think, can make the team around him better. And it's just a matter of who you got on the line with right. him and which one's better. I mean, I, I think it's hard to pick which one's better than the other. It just depends on the supporting cast, really. It's hard to say. I think from my my point of view is. Typically, like a north-south guy, if I, I feel like if I keep my head on a swivel, I don't let him get that breakout, he's easier for me to stop uh, type of thing. Whereas someone like Doc, he's going left, right, left, right. He can, you know, as me being, you know, that lower-end bender type guy, it's harder for me to make those cuts where he can cut one way, cut the other way, cut I the mean, other way, and all of a sudden I'm kind of like fuddling over my feet where – uh, uh, a suit is going to pick away. I still have decent speed for my skill level. I can then throw my body one way and start trying to haul and try to keep up with him or at least give him trouble there. So at least for my skill level and what I'm, my strengths and weaknesses, I find myself suits is a little bit easier to defend. Not to say that he's easy to defend, but between the two, that style is easier for me to yeah, go right. after. And, and uh, that's what kind of the re- what I was going to get at is, and that's the deception why we're having this conversation, why who's better than who, is suits is a north-south type player. North-south type players really translate well to like a beer league because you're not, you're not going to find too many guys that know how to go east-west that are going to be able to dangle through a team because, like, you know, Doc, you know, he has good hands. He has very good hands. And he's a very accurate type player. I mean, you notice, like, I, I I watch him on the bench, and sometimes I look at his the balance on his skates, and it's not – he has good balance, not great balance, but he's got very good hands, and he's able to correct any mistakes he makes with his feet. Um, but because he's – but most guys that play beer league don't see those type of players too often. You don't see the guys that are going to stick handle, just in a stick handle guys in the phone booth type deal, right? You don't see that, but – that doesn't necessarily make him an upgrade over uh, Suits. I think they're kind of even par. I mean, Suits does have a good shot. It's a pretty accurate shot. I don't know how his top-end speed would compare to Suits, but I do know that if you put Suits next to Doc, you're not going to see Suits stick handle the way Doc does. I think Suits' hands are a little bit more... He has, I don't want to say stone hands, but his hands aren't as uh, you know silky as, uh, as Doc's are when they're on the ice, but... Uh- I will. Uh, I will say it benefits the North Stars to have Hollywood just because of Hollywood's style of play. Right. Uh, maybe it wasn't so much with suits as it is with Hollywood. So maybe, you know, having that type of player maybe is kind of gave the and the trade kind of you know. Well, we'll see. Made the push. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we talked about you know. I said, you I guys are finding out ways to win, yeah. and you're winning them. So. And I don't want to run on too much. I don't want to move on. But I mean, we said we talked about. We said right in the beginning that you know suits may be back, and if that's the case, we'll see what happens. Because to me, what was the wherever suits was drafted, the four spot, it was basically either me or suits. That was a dilemma Troy had. Now he's got both. Yeah, and right? I think at least in my mind, briefly got to talk to uh, Doc. Seemed like a good guy. Yeah. I mean, I think his skill level's right. If we went to eight teams, you know, I think we have a couple guys right now with subbing in, everything like that. I don't see why he wouldn't be a potential candidate. You right. know, you got uh, Goomer, Gumma, you got uh, him, Hal coming back, stuff or like the that. Spizak guy who subbed a few Spizek. times. Spizak, Mike Spizak. I think yeah. going back, though, to like oh. the, 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 sorry, I don't want to kind of oh. keep dragging on, but going back to the the doc versus suits, sorry, I, I got to completely agree with Piercy on this one, just as like a bender defenseman, mm-hmm. is when someone comes barreling down the ice of me, 
I kind of know what they're going to do, right? They're going right. to try to cut into the net. They're going to try to score a goal. When somebody comes at me and I don't know what they're going to do, that's where I fuck up. I mean, that's the reason why Proctor is so dangerous. It's not that I can't handle Proctor. It's that I don't know what he's going to do. So I got to back off him. Or if I try to attack him, he goes around me. If I try to back off him, he passes, you know? Yeah. And that's where I think the argument comes in with Suits versus Doc is like, you know, Doc will do that kind of stuff where like I just I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how to yeah. play him. Whereas suits, I know I just attack them. Yeah, and there, there's those certain guys where you know if you can force them one way or the other, you can flip those hips either way and start yeah. going balls out, and then you at least have some kind of chance against them. Where someone like uh, Doc last night, you flip those hips, he's going to all of a sudden make a cut, go the other way, and you're just screwed. You're flat, yeah. I mean, I guess so. This is see, so this is more of a better question for our higher skilled defenseman, right? This would be a, hey, John, you know, Star, what do you think between the two? Ben, what do you think between the two? Because, I mean, you know, the guys that, that know how to play these guys, they'll tell you, yeah, an East-West guy, what does that mean to me? Let him do all his dangles. I'll just keep him in front of me. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that, it's like it's the same thing when um, when I'm playing Proctor and I'm playing my the pistol defensive blanket, as we called it, in the first year one. When I look at him, I'm like, okay, well, just come on down and – I'll keep your, I'll, you know, I'll watch your chest and you can sit there and spin and deke all you want. I'll be right in front of you still. You know I mean? It's that kind of thing. It all depends how you play the guys and what you're used to playing. But again, beer league guys that are of average skill and stuff like that, they'd rather see a Northwest guy, a North South guy, because it's easier to judge and they're not going to move too much. Right. If they, even if they make a cut move, yeah. what are they going? Two feet to your left, two feet to your right. They're going to hit the hash marks. They're yeah. going to cut to the net. Exactly. I, mean, I, just, I know what they're going to do. The pace right? will move. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, moving on real quick. Uh, we have the OFP power rankings. We'll kind of fly through these and then just go to the standings and start talking about possible scenarios. But Mr. Uh, Troy Auto has the Seals 1, Americans 2, North Stars 3, uh, Whalers 4, Tigers 5, Ducks, followed by the Nordiques at 7. So uh, moving on to the standings, we have the Golden Seals 36 points, Americans 28 points, North Stars 28 points as well, Tigers uh, 22, 21 for the Whalers, 15 for the Nordiques. Mighty Ducks are at 12 points. Uh, just a few, few quick notes. We currently have the Americans, Tigers, Whalers, and Mighty Ducks at 15 games, while the other teams are at 16 games. So there is that difference. So just looking at things real quick, number one seed. Seals don't have that clinched up as of quite yet. They've clinched the bye. They need one point or Americans to lose one point to clinch that seed. So it's a given. Seals. I'm going to go Seals on that one. Yeah, I'm going to put money in that Seals will get the number one seed. Yeah, Americans are looking (laughs) a little choppy right now, so I don't know if... Yeah, so... We'll see. (laughs) uh, A a big battle coming up, though, is uh, for the number two seed. I'm going to say it's coming down to the North Stars and the Americans as of right now. Uh, the Americans actually have that tiebreaker over right. the North Stars, so that game coming up next week, even if the North Stars win, it doesn't do that. Uh, both teams have 28 points, but the North Stars have played one extra game. Yeah. And even if the North Stars beat the Americans next week, um, if the Americans win out after that, they still control their own destiny to get that by because of that yeah. difference. We were talking about that in the room. I think I kept I kept hearing people saying, "Oh, next week is you know, next week is for the North Stars." And I'm like, "No, we still they have they have a total of nine points they can win, and we have a total of six points mm-hmm. that we can get." And so, I mean, in the end, it comes down to we need to win out. They just need to get you know seven points, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. 
Yeah, so they have that bye week. And like I said, even if they lose next week, they still control their own destiny. So as Troy was asking before, what's it going to take for me to think the North Stars are going to get that? And I've been pretty firm about the Americans. I still like my choices of there because even if you guys beat them, which I think is highly likely, they still control their own destiny. Yeah, to be perfectly honest with you, to me, the the second seed doesn't really matter to me at this point because, I mean, I'm looking at the schedule here and we have a bye the very last week of the season, if we have another buy, if we get that second seed and have another buy, that's that's two weeks of not skating in a game. I don't know how much how well I feel about going. Yeah, into and then any taking on a series. hot team coming in with momentum. Man, right that's gonna uh, be. now, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I think the first round is single game elimination. That's the biggest problem. Yeah. The buy gets you into a guaranteed three game series, and I think we <clears throat> kind of agree. Not to say it's likely, but any team could beat any team. I right. mean, with the Whalers. We've had probably the most trouble with the Ducks. So, like, that would almost screw us if we got the third seed and they they made it. So, every team has their weaknesses. You know, every team plays best against other teams. So, you never know what could happen. Like I said, I'll take take our North Star. You know, we've been pretty hot. We've been playing pretty well. I'll take our chances in a one-game series. I know... I know there's certain people out there that like to say that we're you know we're frauds and we haven't beaten anybody and stuff like that. But I like to take our chances the way we've been playing and the way we can play. Hence, period one of yesterday's game. I think we can put a game like that together and keep it going the whole game. Exactly. Yeah. Um, three seed. Obviously, we're probably looking at the Tigers. Um, as of right, or I'm sorry, the loser of that doesn't get the buy is most likely like, going to be getting that yeah. third seed. And then the Tigers, um, realistically, them and the Whalers are going at, you know, that, th- uh, what is it, 4-5. Four four five. Five. So we're probably looking at that as a first-round matchup, yeah. I would think. You're fighting for who gets what bench. Yeah, I mean, no. so. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You had the left side? Sounds right like, side? It sounds like <laughs> the Whalers are going to be, um, you know, kind of getting that Matt Taylor in the playoff look. Um Real quick as a question, I guess we kind of stumbled over it is with the way your guys' lines were and with Ike being out, we moved uh, Trent to defense just from a opposite direction. What were your thoughts, Trent being at defense as of last night? Um, I was ready to kill him at one point yesterday in the game, um, but uh, Trent on defense. OK, so Trent likes to skate the puck up. He, that's one of his fortes. So putting him on defense gives him that opportunity to move the puck on his own. Right. I mean, you put him back there and he has room and he doesn't have a good forecheck. He can start building up his speed because Trent, he's not going to wow you with breakaway speed on the first four steps. Trent, as he picks up steam, right, that's when he starts getting dangerous. As you give him room to skate, he starts getting dangerous and he starts seeing the open ice. And we all know Trent has a hell of a shot. And if he rifles it on you, he's going top bar and he's going to most likely score. I mean, I've seen the guy in a WBW game break a goalie's helmet from a shot from the point. Yeah, I, I got to agree. I mean, I, I like seeing Trent at D. I mean, as a defenseman, with Trent skates it up and he's going full steam at me, like I'll be damned if I'm stepping in front of him when he's coming at me like full speed on the ice. I'm just I'm taking my chances with the goalie. I mean, because I'm either going to get crushed by 250 pounds of Trent or I'm going to get a slap shot up my ass. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was is an interesting thing. I because like I said, Ike was out um, because of that. Gib was subbing. We felt like with your guys is essentially having you in Hollywood. Uh, as the centers, we were just better off putting Trent back there. So it was oh, an experiment, and there. I thought it yeah. it looked pretty good. Him and Turnbull together as a line is a pretty good defensive combo. Yeah, that Trent line. almost does more damage as a defenseman than he yeah. does as a forward. It, yeah, he I've does. always been a 
an advocate of putting Trent at defense. Yeah, he's, yeah, are, he's that offensive forward. Or sorry, he's a defensive forward. Offensive forward. Okay. Jesus Christ. Anyway, offensive um, defense. Thank you. Defense Getting there. We, Beers, um, what are you, three beers in and you're already losing it. Yeah. Um, but no. You only I, got one goalie here. Just you. Yeah. Um, no, I thought he played excellent last night. Uh, just, I what, we've only seen him on D once. So, yeah, nice I mean, it's something there. to think about. Um, I thought he looked good back there. I think Ike plays good defense as well. But it's kind of it's kind of interesting seeing those options that are kind of breaking yeah. out going into the playoffs. As right. well, and you know, and it, this is going back to one of the one of the times I subbed for you. I even told uh, Panny, I mean, like I like your guys' defensive core. I was, I was, you know, happier than the pig and shit the time I subbed for you guys, and I was curling down low and I was getting breakout passes right on the tape, and we could move up. And we were playing in North Stars, mind you. That was, was me sales. subbing for you. No, no, I was subbing for you guys. And we were playing in North Stars that game. And uh, and I was having fun because I was getting the pass, and I was like three steps. I was in the neutral zone, giving the pass off to Trent. Um, the only reason that know. usually happens is because I'll usually throw the puck to uh, Eric and let <laughs> him actually move the puck yeah. with good decisions. Yeah, so that's always a good call on defense. I was doing that a lot to Cunningham last yeah. night. I'm like, here you go, you make the call. Yeah, part. it's like I don't have a good enough vision and a good enough passing skills, but I know Eric's right there. Pass it over to him, and he'll do a laser to someone yeah. for a nice, you know, breakout play. So that's always fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think we know that the four uh, five seed is pretty much there, which leads us. I'm going to call it the main event. It you is. Know, it really is. We got the buys, everything like that. But you know, the first year someone officially doesn't make the playoffs, it's a big deal. It's between the Ducks and the Nordiques. Uh, currently, those teams are one and one against each other on the season, and the winner of next week's week's matchup, where they play each other, is going to get the tiebreaker. So because of that. If the Nordiques win next week, they actually clinch the playoffs because the most after that the Deeks could have is the same amount of points, but with the tiebreaker, they would have that. If the Ducks actually win, they will control their own destiny there, or essentially they would uh, tie up the points, but then they would have the tiebreaker over it. So they'd have two games left. I think the Nordiques would have one game left. So it would put it in their span. Essentially, they would just have to outscore or tie the amount of points that Nordiques got in two games compared to one game. So, Brandon, how are you seeing this one playing out? You know, I mean, we've had our chances to clinch this playoff. Well, not clinch it, but we've had our chances to put the the playoffs in our own hands. And we just we didn't do it for two weeks in a row. And, I mean, I hope to hell that we can get it done against the Ducks. But... I'm worried, you know. I mean, I'd be lying if I'm not worried. I mean, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to play my hardest, maybe kill somebody. We'll see, but, you know. <laughs> not break a stick. Yeah, not, <laughs> maybe break a stick, maybe oh, okay. injure someone. Sticks are people, know, too, we'll right? We'll see, but, but. Just a little bit more information. So the Mighty Ducks have the Nordiques, like we talked about. Then they have the North Stars, followed by the Tigers to actually finish out their schedules. So no gimme, no gimme points along that line. The Nordiques. Obviously, they have the Ducks. Then they have a bye, followed by the Golden Seals. So another tough schedule. So, you know, yeah. Pete, how do you see this one playing out? You know, this is the game of futility. I mean, this is pretty much what next week is. And I, and I hate the rip on both teams right now. But, again, Brennan, you said it. You guys have had chances to put it away. Ducks, they've had chances to, to reel them in. And here we are, I think, in four weeks. Whatever you guys do, they do. Whatever they do, you guys do. But... You know, again, I'm still sticking with I got the feeling the Ducks are going to pull this out. Now, they have to win next week. 
Um, you know, we're going to be gunning hard for them the week after because we're not, we want to win out as, you know, we want to win out and get the maximum six points. You know, I, it's, I don't know. It depends on what Deke's team shows up. If it, if we got Cone playing hot, and I think he's been kind of turning up his game the last few games. I don't think there's been a lot. I think yeah, Cone's been playing great. He's two, been spectacular. Two or less. Yeah, yeah. Like two or less. Really. One yeah. empty netter, right? Didn't yeah, he, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's been great. Yeah, oh, last yeah. last week, uh, not this week, but the week before, we had an empty netter. So it was only two. The only other yeah, issue two. that I scenario I didn't put in there is if that game goes to overtime, obviously the winner would still have the tiebreaker. But the but then there wouldn't yeah. if the Nordiques won it, there wouldn't be a clinch. There'd be two other games by the Ducks. So, doing stuff on the top of my head, if you guys won, the Ducks still might control their own destiny if they win the next two games, which is a hard thing to say considering they only have 12 points on the year. Cam, how are you seeing this one? Uh, I think I told Panny last night, I'm like, you'll know my decision the uh, game day when I walk in wearing the winning team's jersey. So, um, <laughs> Honestly, I... It's a tough one. I, I might have to lean more towards ducks on this one well, we unless are out, we are out fam again next week if that changes anybody you guys have already locked right. in fister i believe though yeah but i mean we're over two with fister so that, you could call another deke you could call next deke too i mean you could call next deke but you know you guys haven't done that yet you know what i mean i, I try to put in the I, I put the bug in the ear yesterday but it, it didn't it didn't go over well I told you 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 criticize panny one time about his lineup and you get traded and never sub again <sighs> i mean you got to give drager some credit though i know at least the last two or three weeks he's been on top of essentially like Right as the Monday games ends, he already knows a couple people are going to be out. He's already like locking those oh, subs yeah, no, before he's... anybody else has. So even with him being out this year, he's staying on top of his game. He's you know maybe he's not drafting the best teams or making the best trades, but he's doing everything that he can that he's yeah. trying to make those. No, right I mean decisions. I'm not going to talk bad about Pan. I mean no, he's, he's, he kind of did earlier. Well, yeah, but he also drafted a <laughs> he can keg. take it. He also drafted a keg team last year, so you he know. can take it. Well, was it him or Cohen? In, uh, good point. I don't know who pulls the strings. I mean, I think maybe Cone's a silent partner, but silent, you know. the silent silent. Yeah, he's the <laughs> he money just stops man. The biscuits, That's right. <laughs> but you know, Panny obviously is capable of drafting a winning team, and this year didn't go as well as last year did. I no. guess right. It, it's tough too because guilty. It's it's hard to say. Like when you look at those two teams, talent wise, who's better, who's not. But I do feel like the Ducks have been playing better. If you look at this kind of like last turn and a half. Ever since Turtles came back, I feel like they've turned it up a little bit. They've played both tough games. They've had more points. I feel like if you look at that, the momentum's on their side, even though the Deeks do have an advantage of how they're sitting. Essentially, they know on Monday when and we're in. Yeah. I mean, the easiest game either team has is next week, right? I mean, they're playing each other. The top, the bottom two teams are playing each other. That's going to be the easiest game. You said it. We have... The Ducks have a total of nine points they can get. They're playing the Nordiques, the North Stars, and the, the Tigers, while the Deeks can get a maximum of, what, six? Six points. They have a bye coming up, and then they have the Seals to finish it off. Yeah, so... So, I mean, you know, I mean, if you if we're going to run if we're gonna run the odds here in the way the, the games have been, I mean, you think the Seals are going to steamroll the Nordiques. You think that, you know, the Tigers are probably going to steamroll the Ducks. It comes down to how are the North Stars going to fare? Now... We beat them, I think, the the first game after the trade, but it was by a one, by one goal. I don't so know. That was it, like a five four game. Yeah, it, it was offense in that game. Again, mm-hmm. it's it's it just comes down to what team shows up. I think both teams have offensive capabilities. I think Panny, if I had to give him an advice, and it's not, I'm not putting my hand up for this. I'm saying if he's looking for subs for Fem, he needs to find goal scoring. 
And we talked about this last week. Fister's a very good player, very fast, very shifty, but he kind of needs that puck to be fed to him to finish it off. I think if you put Fister one-on-one coming down on somebody, the, I don't know if he has enough uh, of the moves in order to get in there the way, you know, and get that goal himself. I think he looks to, for that dish off and get that puck back and catch him in a good position where he can take advantage and then get the get the shot in. Yeah, and I noticed apparently it looks like Brownie's out as well. And I mean, that's that hurts. Just too. just let the Ducks know I am available <laughs> if if you need me. We have the ten o'clock game, so I'm happy to help you guys. You know, win that game and you know not clinch it for the Nordiques. So yeah, yeah that's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting week next week. I think that game's gonna be a fun one to watch. Um, I hope the like I said, I hope that the Nordiques come out come out swinging. I I don't want to see the. The the, un- the the lack of effort I, that it was two weeks ago. I didn't get a chance to get last. I didn't watch too much of the Deeks game last week, but I know two weeks ago they looked slow and sluggish. I like to see the Deeks moving their feet and really get going. Get Kimmel going. I mean, he's got a heck of a shot. Feed him in the slot. Let him take a couple nice wrist shots that he has and go looking for that top corner. You know, get that puck moving out the zone and let Cone do his thing and stop everything that moves. And at you know, the same time, we talked about it. If the Ducks win, they have the tiebreaker, but would it shock you the Ducks win and then lose out to the North Stars, the Tigers? At the same time, the Nordiques, they have their bye, and they would lose out to the Seals, and then the Ducks could win on a technicality of the tiebreaker. You know, Vegas is going to be putting out some serious odds. <laughs> I know. I, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. There's going to be a few different betting lines going on here on these last ones. <laughs> I mean, but, and would but, you honestly be surprised if that happened? I mean, let's be honest. Who would really be surprised the way the season's been going for both yeah, of them? Absolutely. Yeah. Anything is possible in this league. I, mean, I, I would not be shocked. My prediction at the beginning of the year was 16 points would get you into the playoffs. Right now, the Nordiques are at 15. They win their 18. I'd be off by two. Not that bad. But at the same time, if the Ducks... <laughs> Not if, a big deal. <laughs> if the Ducks win and both teams lose out the rest of the way after that, 15 points might get you in there. So This is... A, it's absolutely ridiculous to think about. I mean, you know, I... I, I I almost got to use a Troy line here. Basically, I, I feel bad picking on the Ducks. You know, I feel bad picking on the Nordiques, but it I feel bad picking on either one of them because I see potential for them to be a much better team. I I think we said before. I think the Ducks deserve to be deserve to have more points with just the lineup they have. I mean, they have some good solid lineups, and and when we had our line, to, when we had our team prior to the trade, we deserved to have a lot more points too. Because I thought we had two well, good lines. Well, I think lines. back to last spring when I drafted you and Fem on the same team, and you guys lit up the league. You know, it was it was pretty. It was looking good, and then and then I don't know what happened. Just couldn't get nothing going, and here we are, twenty some weeks later. That was a fun spring. Yeah, I mean, one of the things <laughs> on maybe the playoff time where uh, we don't have quite as much to talk about, when we want to cover. I'm considering, you know, doing a redraft of the first three to five rounds and kind of see where people land because that's really where the bread and butter of your team goes. And like, where where does a, a Fister fall? Where does a Fem fall? Where does Pete then refall? Uh, type of thing. I Rise. think that would be an interesting. I've ranked you four <laughs> from the start. You shut your mouth. I love you. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, um, I'm more on the uh, um, Nordiques Duck game. I think. Uh, in order for the Mighty Ducks to beat the Nordiques, it's going to have to be four players coming to play. It's going to have to be Ruble, uh, being that um, offensive man who can uh, jump into the play really quick. 
Um, you got Ben who needs to play solid. He needs to be a playmaker. He needs to feed Sugar. Um, Sugar needs to be on his game. And then also um, Z needs to play on his head. Yeah, I mean, I personally like the uh, Ben and Turtle together. Put a Sean and uh, a Sugar and um, I'm trying to think who's their other kind of next guy up. Busta, obviously. Not Busta. <laughs> um, I'm having a blank there, but put Ruble essentially on the defensive line with Sugar uh, there and kind of do those two combinations because I feel like the silky smooth game of Ben and Turtle work really well yeah. together. Yep. Uh, type of thing and then you kind of have more of that power lineup with sugar ruble like we've said he always likes to jump in jumps in the play you know try to get some extra firepower there i think that's a a really nice thing to have sugar needs to play pissed let's be honest sugar plays better (laughs) when he's mad oh yeah when he's out there and he's you know making his cuts he's you know running into people he's pissed off he's a scary ass player but let's but let's not forget i mentioned you know i don't want to Brush it outside. Busta needs to get his ass in gear. I know he's not the fastest, fleetest of foot out there, but Busta has that shot. And Sugar will find him, or whoever is on his line will find Busta. Busta's got to bury the puck. If they, if the Ducks, it's going to be those type of little role players because I mean, you see what happens out there. I mean, the, the Nordiques will cover the big gu- the big guns. You're gonna it's it's those little chintzy plays or those unforgotten people sitting by the net that are going to get those goals. Yeah, like you said, Busta has a good yeah. shot. Busta has good hands, like for essentially receiving a pass. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's really burnt us this year, but I feel like last year on the Seals, Busta was one of those guys where the pass would come to him all the time, and he scored like a probably three, four goals on us. And it was just like, how is he doing that? He's not that yeah. good. Garbage goals, yeah. I remember those. And on the Deke side, you guys got to get Kimmel going again. Yeah, I mean, Kimmel has Kimmel has one of the heaviest shots in this league. It may not be the fastest, but that thing, if it, when you hear that thing hit off the boards, I think it like leaves a hole in the boards. I mean, he has a heavy shot. And he's accurate, too. Yeah. I mean, last night I saw him just like out of nowhere. He just turned and he missed like top corner mm-hmm. by like an inch. And he wasn't even looking at the net like a quarter second before. But he's not getting the opportunities to kind of get the puck in those offensive spots that he needs to, you know, Kimball's not going to carry it up the ice, right. go across the blue line and then snipe a shot. Right. He's going to be open. You're going to get him a pass and he's going to put it in for you, right. you know, well, and he's just not getting those passes. Yeah. And that's going to be up to you guys to figure out how to get him the puck. I mean, I think he's a right-handed shot. He's not, you said, he's not going to be the fastest guy. He's not going to carry it up all the way. He's going to look for the support. But when you guys get in that zone, Kimmel's going to be open. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, a la Brett Hall back in the day, where he could always find space in that zone. Just get him that puck and let him do his magic. Yeah, Gotta um, find Kimmel. Got to get him going. Sugar, sugar is kind of second on that other line. Would be Bauer then, Bauer, and going yeah. to Kimmel. Uh, yeah, like I said, he's a burst player. He needs to have his like burst moments. He's not. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be like a Fem and just go, 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 go. But when Fem, or I'm sorry, when Kimmel has those burst moments, he's fast. He's got a shot. He can get those, you know, those quick little jarts, kind of like the quick sprint type things. And he can put up points and you set him up and he's going to be great there. Um, just real quick, let's move on to next week game. I think we talked about the Nordiques and uh, the Mighty Ducks quite a bit. But next up on that agenda would be the North Stars, the Americans, like we talked about. This is a big one for who gets the bye. Even if the North Stars win, uh, they don't control their own destiny, but it would be a big, uh, you know, in, or a big step for them to get there. Uh, what do we see happening in that game, Pistol? 
Well, first, I'm going to uh, re- revisit what I did to Proctor a couple of years ago. I'm going to steal his skates so he can't find them before the game. <laughs> no, uh, it comes down to basically keeping an eye on Proctor. Proctor, for whatever reason, is not in the, it's not in the defensive zone too much. And if he is, he's really high in the blue line. So he likes to slink out and get behind the D. And he's waiting for that home run uh, pass. So as soon as as soon as you drop two forwards down low, thinking that they got the defense pinned, especially someone like Star, who sees Proctor and he, and, and even Antioch can get it to him. As soon as you drop too many forwards down low, the puck's coming out, and there's Proctor on the breakaway. But that's also on the defense too. You, the defense got to be aware, head on a swivel, know where he's at, and also down low too, right? I mean, Proctor likes his little. He's got the little Proctor zone. He's on. He's on the goalie's left. Right, so Proctor's right. He's a left-handed shot. He's on the right-hand side of the ice, or his right-hand side of the ice, about the hash marks, circle area, and he's waiting for a one-time shot. He does it every game. He does it every year, and I'm surprised that no, nobody's noticed that enough. For us, what do we got to do? We got to stop Proctor first. We know he's going to get his point. He might get a goal or two in the game. We just have to keep him down to a minimum. And then you got Star, who's got the big shot from the point. Can't be afraid to get in front of it. And then you got Antioch, who's kind of a very, you know, on his own, he can easily snipe that puck. I mean, if Proctor's not going, you can expect Antioch to pick up the slack. So those are the big three. You stop those three, you have a chance. The only problem is who do you got who you got left to worry about? Flow and net. Yeah. <laughs> then the last game of the, the week would be the Tigers versus the Whalers. I'd say likely preview of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Cam, going over to you, the question would be is, should we experiment with a lineup? Should we do what we normally do? Should like show everything we have? Like, does it we, matter? Just go out and play our game type of thing. I think we should uh, play just play our game. I don't think trying to mix stuff up. Just uh, um, I, I think the nice. I like the move um, where we put Trent back in D. I think maybe we keep that. Maybe do something with the fours a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be. Uh, Kind of more to like the North Stars and Americans game. I think it's going to, for me, it's like who's going to try to carry momentum into the playoffs? Like, you want to carry momentum into that playoff to just keep going. Like, if you guys get shut down, will you guys be able to pick up that momentum? And then say, if you guys did have a bye, like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, for us, though, I say we keep up what we're doing. And um, really, it's going to be shutting down Mount Taylor. And trying to get past Hattis. I agree. To me, we don't even worry about it. We don't take into consideration that we think this is going to be our first round playoff matchup. Nope. We go out there. We do our normal or we do what our lines are going to be. Game by game. Whatever we think is the best line going to be. We go out there. We try to get that intensity up. You know, Peso, he didn't have a goal last night, but he looked good. He had opportunities. We yep. keep him going. Day P played a great game as well. We just try to keep. I feel like our momentum is going up, even though we, we got a point, but. We didn't get the win. We just nope. keep that going, keep the momentum going up, and just kind of work on the chemistry. Our chemistry has been slowly getting better and better. Keep working that up until the playoffs start. We got three more games. Yeah, learning to finish is going to be our, uh, you know, either our uh, rise or fall. So it hasn't translated to Monday Night Lights yet as much, but uh, like just Fridays, Basil's been scoring. Drop-ins, Basil's been scoring. He's starting to kind of get that groove back. Maybe he's just a been bit. sandbagging. That might be at the right time <laughs> yeah. for you guys. Yeah, just you know? unloads. He was chirping last night, so obviously he's starting to feel better. Yeah, yeah. You I've know, been he, I've been telling him, and I actually I think it was, I don't think it was overtime. I think it was right before that. 
I felt like Peso, he just wasn't letting it rip quick enough. And there was one point he had an open net. It was on his stick, and he just didn't get the shot out. Just a little bit faster would have been there where he's just got to let that puck fly. And he's been letting the puck fly a lot more, a little less thinking, a little less aiming. And the puck's, you know, he's got a good shot, obviously. And he just lets that puck fly. It's going to start going in the net. You don't give that goalie that opportunity. Before, he was kind of like holding on to it, kind of looking, trying to aim it. They kind of let that goalie give him time to shift over and actually gave them the opportunity to get into position where he's been doing that a little bit less lately. He's on the right track. He's been scoring for the Cape Elks, obviously, the Worms. He had two goals last week, one for the Whalers, one when he was subbing. Can't score when it counts. You know, if Can't Peso, score when it counts. If Peso start, with Peso starting to score, it makes the Whalers yeah. a very dangerous team. You need Peso move. You need Peso going. I mean, Peso needs to be going. I mean, like I said, yesterday he was on he was in Peso form, bitching about getting touched on the skate and falling, and then and then not saying, Oh, I didn't do nothing wrong when he, you know, <clears throat> abruptly takes down uh Ellis. Yeah, but uh, we need that intensity from no, him. No, but I mean, you know that's I mean? Peso, though. But I mean, <laughs> we need that from it's him. It's not a bitch fest. That's Peso, it's like though. Phil Kessel, you know, screaming on the bench during playoffs. He's back on his horse. Right. Exactly. Right. We need him to Peso, get fired up about That's Peso, stuff. though. That's how Peso plays the game. If he's not doing that, that's when you should be worried. But if he's sitting there chirping, bitching about the little things, you know, complaining about things that, you know, he shouldn't be complaining about, that's a good sign for you guys. I mean, oh, that yeah. means he's getting back into and it. Let's not talk about bitching because... Troy, you could hear him screaming for a couple, three, four minutes. That I was mean, me. no, you no, did that. You man. did that. He, sl- he slammed the door. He was livid. Oh, I was Ooh. livid too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I mean, if anything, I would have. I would have. I, I think you could have argued the rest easily. <laughs> could have gave uh, uh, Troy an unsportsmanlike conduct after a couple plays there. I mean, yeah. I think the rest were pretty good about not doing that. But he was going on. I know you were complaining like at the faceoff circle on a couple of things mad at the rest but he was like screaming a, that you could hear him throughout the ring listen, i have a problem with both both our regular refs i have a big problem with them and i blame ty i know you're watching this i blame ty game one hey hey old man watch out for pistol he, he's mr tryhard he's just keep an eye on him and ever since then that old bastard of a ref sorry rob if you're watching but that old that old bastard of a ref has been nothing but a thorn in my side and the, the, the crap he calls and the things he says to me on the ice you know, I mean, the first, very first penalty, Matt Taylor, who, by the way, we know he's a mediocre player, not a big boy or a strong guy at all. When he, when I kind of, you know, got, put a stick on stick check on him and he fell, I got a penalty. And the old man says, I have to call that on you because you're going to hurt somebody out here because you're too good. That, that's what they're doing, man. And it's the other one, Joey or whatever, is doing the same thing. I mean, oh, I, at one point Jesus I lifted Antioch, like Antioch lifted my stick. I put my stick under his, lifted his. He fell down. I got a tripping call. Yeah. And I'm like, my well, stick was nowhere near his feet, now, man. And he's like, well, you're going to hurt someone. Well, sorry, I just want to, and, you know, and, and I got, and I got, you know, upset yesterday with the, the penalty that I had on Serta. And I talked to Serta afterwards and I will rescind my complaint because I trust Serta tremendously and I respect the guy. He said, yeah, you got your stick on my hands and that's what the ref called. So I'll give him that one. But going later in the game, this is where I got mad and I out yelled Troy from the corner. When when I when I'm when I got a clear breakaway, and I got a, a defenseman who's has no oppor- no has no intention of playing the puck and throwing a shoulder into me, and then when I get mugged on the boards, and like I said, that's the game Trent plays, and I know that's the game he plays, but you know Trent wasn't looking for the puck; he was looking to rub me out because I had the I had the step on him and the momentum on him. He got and he just held me there and was giving me the shots. I've seen and Trent it, make that play many a time. I know, yeah. and Trent got called for that one. But I, what got me mad was 
And Antioch did a great job. And by Antioch, unsung ref, hero for the referee, man, he played. He did a great game. Didn't call everything that should have been called on both sides. And I thought it did a great game. But what I got mad at the old man ref was is like, okay, Trent did that, and you called that. Where's the fir- the first call for a hit? Because God knows if I run into somebody. Or if I hit, throw a shoulder on somebody, I'm getting called on that one. That's funny because Turnbull in the locker room was like, because Trent was complaining about his call because he didn't feel like it was. And Turnbull's like, that was just a makeup call because I should have got a penalty. They were both calls. Oh, yeah, they were both makeups. They were both, they were both calls. Yeah. I don't know, makeups. They were both calls. They called the one on me and Serto. Okay, I'll give them that one. Right? They they didn't. And then, you know, Serto and I ran in each other later in the game. Was, that wasn't a call, right? But there was no intention, no hit or anything like that. But when you step out of your lane as a defenseman, to go after somebody to hit them, that's a call. You know, Pandy made a really good point, though, when I, I brought this up to, like, I, I was complaining about the refs in our games as well. Who are we going to get? And and Pandy brought up a really good point that when we're playing in beer leagues, like on Fridays yeah. and Wednesdays and stuff, we see these refs maybe three, four, five times a year. We see these guys every week. I so know. we know exactly what they're inconsistent on. So, like, we, it's like, they do all the same stuff that every other ref I, does. It's just we have a lot up, more to complain they about. You know, keep making stuff up. I can't write this stuff. And Dougie, if you're listening, I'm going to bring that stick check up again. the The slashing call—that's the call I got. A slashing for lifting Dougie's stick and going through the roof. I'm like, come on, man. They've been doing that one a little bit much. The the, the stick lifts and stuff that they've been calling is it's a little bit much. But I mean, when you get actors out there like Sips who will drop a stick and you like nick him with your finger. Yeah, like uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, I mean, either way, I think the main thing, and I think a lot of us have said this, be consistent with your calls. There's stuff, you know, things are light. You don't necessarily like that. I would prefer a little more contact in the game personally than Same. not having contact. Let the boys play. But yeah, it, I think that's, that's the, all the, the, I need calling to a little bit more like ticky-tax. <laughs> but as long really but to, to see, me, but. like I said, that's what I prefer. But if you're consistent across the board... That's what you need. If you have a call, if you see a bunch of calls that aren't ticky tack calls that aren't being called, and then you see something that is a ticky tack call that is being called, uh, that's where the the big problem is. Yeah, and you know, and it, it drives me nuts. It's like you know, I mean, it just drives me nuts the inconsistency too. I mean, you know, and I and I don't like I don't like the some of the guys being singled out for the calls. I mean, that's what I'm noticing. It's like I that. That will always rub me the wrong way with it. When a ref tells you that I'm calling stuff on you because you're too good and you're going to hurt somebody, that drives me nuts. And that's really bugged me the whole year. And, I, and I've and i mentioned it a couple times, and I'm sorry I keep bringing it up. I really do apologize. But that, as a player who's played enough hockey, that drives me nuts. Because I, I pride myself in the fact that I do not go out and try to hit you guys. I, you I will agree with that. I also agree with you should not be calling calls because – you think someone's too good, but I'm going to ask you this question as Go well. Go ahead. You were kind of bitchy and whiny uh, in the third period after either not calls or your call happened, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. As much as we don't want to say it or anything, and I, do you think you're egging on calls against yourself if you're acting like that? <sighs> yes, I do, but I really do. But that's the other thing, though, too, is how many times have you heard me get bitchy at a ref in the four years <laughs> I've been out here? No, I mean, seriously. How many times have you heard me get every bit- game I play against you? <laughs> every game? Oh, you play what one year? <clears throat> but I mean, it's like I don't like I said. I have fun with all the refs out there, and I'll talk to them and I'll give them crap and say you missed this or that, you know. But I've never, I've never, I don't think I've ever gone like 
ape shit on any ref. And this year is I've twice now I'm you know I've gone I've gone bananas on the refs and because it's pissing me off at that. And I told the ref is like if you want to see us if you want to see a slash I will show you a slash. If you would like to see me. Put somebody out. I will do that for you. Do you think if, saying that is putting you in the box more? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think it is. I, I, I would disagree with that. I, I don't think I, it is. I, I would. Say, I personally say as much as we don't, as, as much as it shouldn't happen, the more you bitch at a, a ref, the more likely are they. You're just more prone for calls. Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple. I've had a penalty this year. I didn't agree with. Right. I've had other calls before. I want to yell at a ref. I want. I think I was. I think on the penalty ad against Sifs, I didn't say anything to the ref. But I know I was bitching and yelling. I think I said some vulgar stuff to uh, Cam's girlfriend. Or she, <laughs> no, wait, no, no, no. Let me rephrase that. What was I, that I, one line? I, I, I got I to gotta hear. What was that? I didn't say it to Cam's girlfriend. She was just in the area to hear me yeah, say yeah. that. But I made sure it was outside of the rest thing. I, I got to hear the one-liner again. It was what pretty was, funny. What was the one-liner? We don't, Gosh, we don't need only. to record that. No, we that do. Oh, we do. I think we, we do. do. I remember talking about it. You know, but but you were saying, do I get more calls? (laughs) No, I don't think it works that way. I mean, because it it, it, it depends. Like I said, it all depends on the player. Because, like I said, I don't don't go after the refs. I talk to the refs. Yes, I will talk to them every game. But rarely, rarely, this year's, these last like four or five games have been an exception. Rarely do I sit there and call the refs, cuss at them, or tell them any bullshit. Like, I mean, I have these refs I see all the time outside the rink too, and I sit there and you know, you know, shoot the shit with them. So yeah, when I get on the ice and I see them again, I talk to them all the time. But you know, and the thing is, again, it comes with an understanding of the game, and I will talk to any ref, and I will have fun with a ref, and I will, and I have you know, good times with them, and say shit to them, and they'll say shit back to me, and I don't care. But I will say my piece, and I don't have never had a secondary call on me in like the twenty some years I've played. Since, you know, I, you know, whatever, 37 years I've been playing, but in the 20 some years after I turned 18, whatever the hell it was, I haven't had a secondary call on myself because I don't go at a ref like that. I mean, you've had a completely different experience than me, I guess. No, I Because, I, I, I mean, as someone that plays on the edge a little bit, usually once I get that first call, if I don't agree with it and I start cussing at the refs or, refs or something, then I immediately get like two or three more calls. Oh that my game. God, worms right. last year? You're I, I get, in the box I get, three times a game. Man. I get either zero <laughs> calls or like seven calls. <laughs> right. Yeah. In, in case in point, right after right after my penalty, I came out in the ice and uh, I think I went behind the net and I got Peso and I, like, I fought Peso off for a puck and Peso fell down. And, you know, he didn't say nothing. I mean, Peso knew it wasn't a penalty, whatever. But afterwards, I, after the play was over, I go to Rob and I go, hey, by the way, he fell. Be- I went after the puck and he fell behind that. Is that a penalty too? And he looked at me and he goes, yeah, it is. I'm like, okay, good. You know, you know, have a little fun with them. But, I mean, it just drives me nuts is consistency. I want consistency. God damn, I sound like Hedis now. But I want consistency. I mean, if Bing the gets net was on off. the ice next game, the net I'm, was I'm off. skating right off if Bing gets on the ice next game. That's all I know. <laughs> oh lord all right I'm, I'm done bitching about that so uh, just a few reminders we try to record every tuesday nine o'clock you know we have the whoop line seven one four seven five whoop give us a call leave us a voicemail for the show no voicemail today no voicemails today no, no troy today. Uh, some new product that's I don't God know. damn it. Where the hell Sammy when uh, we need him? email the show <laughs> podcast at mnlhl.com follow subscribe to us on twitch you know it just helps out the league money goes towards there things like the beer on the all-star game can be contributed to that possibly lowering costs who knows if you have amazon prime you have twitch prime you get that monthly uh sub every month if you're not using it you might as well use it for something just to go towards those away Uh, that's right we got a couple four months here we got a 
first mom, right? Where's yours? Cam, where are you at? Huh? I don't have a Prime account. Is that weird? Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> hey. That is weird. That is I don't, super weird. I, I, super don't, weird. I don't over We, we did have Ashley subscribe to yes, Prime. Yes, we did. So. Who monitors everything you say in your house? Yes. <laughs> I need Google and Amazon recording all of my conversations in case I ever get divorced. Then, you know, you can go back and check the tape. <laughs> That's what I didn't do right well, now. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> so we do have three weeks left in the season. Then we're off to the playoffs. Things could be settled possibly at next week's show. We don't know. I think for drama-wise, it'd probably be more fun if it wasn't. But, uh, boys, I'd like to thank everybody for coming yeah. on. Anybody have any last words or subjects they want to cover? Go Ducks. Good luck, yeah. boys, next week. I mean, you guys are the game of the week. You know, it's just Good it's, luck. It's, it's in Anaheim. Anybody can play in Anaheim. You want to play in Quebec where it's like hockey town. Everyone watches you. We're in the news every time we lose, every time we do anything. You know, it's just hockey town Canada. I kind of right? like your record. Like, you guys going to fold before the end of the year. You got to yeah, be careful. Uh, next year, Deeks uh, could be turn, uh, what, turn in the avalanche. Let's see. I, I That's right. They're going for that first round pick. <laughs> I, I like can, skiing. I, kinda, I like snowboarding. You I, know. I kind of like. I kind of like sun and fun of Anaheim. I don't know. So shorts or snowboards, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, remember, you know, subscribe to the show, email the show, call the Whoop line. But uh, we are over. Remember, have your pet spider neutered. Yes. Jeez.